OTB GAA Burns was on another planet this year boys like in the first half of the All-Ireland final this year Owen Murphy put a puck out down Burns puts the claw up and puts it back over the bar like subscribe to the OTB GAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember Effortless Shave Magnificent Mo The atmosphere looked ma- fairly mad in the Stad Velodrome that was, uh, uh, that was for me that was the most like um, the commentators um, Glenn Hoddle and who was doing can't remember who was doing I, I, I'm not familiar with his name actually the guy who was doing the main commentary on, on what I was watching but he kept going on about it um, possibly to make the point that we're actually at this game because a lot of commentary is done now like remotely but he was like this is amazing um, you know the bombs have been gone, the fireworks have been going off all day Glenn Hoddle is still jittery beside yeah. me but like in a developed country um, and I said that in the nice possible way because I think the, the the richer the people going to games generally the less atmosphere you get because you know it is what it is Never, that atmosphere is unbelievable like it was yeah. unbelievably noisy and I think it affected Spurs in the first half <laughs> definitely and to think as well that that uh, attendance is down 13,000 mm. because of the banner they have with the the fan um, you know in line for attempted murder uh, firing a missile and entered Frankfurt fan in September so they were punished for that and as you say it didn't seem to affect the atmosphere at all and also Johnny you were mentioning in the, po- in the pre-show meeting that like it's rare that you get an atmosphere like that in a first world country in, in matches that nowadays but with Marseille it doesn't seem to affect them at all that their, yeah. their geography you know they're just so passionate about it and yeah you're watching visually if you had the volume off you would think oh there's probably nothing to this match because one side of the stadium is completely empty and then you turn the volume on it was incredible yeah. and like BT you know made the wise decision to just allow the celebrations to flow once Marseille scored in the stroke of half time and for about 30 seconds there was silence from the commentators as we heard the crowd and I wonder did that Jonathan Lou article have anything to do with the commentators staying silent because that yeah. has caused a lot of controversy it has for anyone who hasn't seen this Jonathan Lou in the Guardian um, so the headline commentators have taken over but it's time to let the game do the talking and he goes on it's a criticism of commentary and, and how much maybe commentators talk so he says that he talks about the list of names in front of uh, commentators he says so he starts off somewhere in a reinforced concrete bunker in the northern hemisphere Paul Dempsey is still talking he was talking long before you turned the television on you can be sure he'll be talking long after you turn it off he's got a list of names in front of him stats and facts reserves of time and patience that will outlast any human living or dead so he goes on and says here's Lautaro Martinez who has never scored a volley in October he's taking the piss Uh, (laughs) lays it off to Francesco Caputo who owns four hats that's Jackson Bork on the Sampdoria bench who joined in the summer from Fighting Spiders in the Maltese Premier Division whose next game you can catch on BT Sport 8 on Thursday at 11am like he's just he goes a little bit far in my opinion Jonathan Liu I don't know what you lads um, make of the the way commentary has developed but I mean he's very very critical he even like he he sacrilegiously criticises Peter Drury at the end and he goes uh, overwrought emotion soaked commentary specifically geared towards the viral clip market Milanese mayhem Peter Drury will shout after a dramatic late winner a San Siro drama to end all dramas and you think alright Peter it's a one of the win in Europa League group K let's not go overboard but like Peter Drury and that shouting that he does and the little uh, quips that he comes up with after a goal makes it for me he makes a Europa League group K in, uh, game interesting and that I, th- that I think is the point totally but I think it's such a subjective thing commentary is that I, I think they fundamentally all perform at the same level in terms of if you were to read a transcript of what they said for 90 plus minutes you would say it's pretty consistent with each other they got yeah. everything factually correct so really then it's just a matter of taste and what voice do you like and what intonations do you prefer as well and I, I'd be along with you Shane like I do like uh, uh, the roller coaster style of um, they, they kind of awake you from your slumber like if something happens and also like I'd often you know I'd have a match on 
and I'd be doing the washing up or something, which would mean just out of sight of the television. So I'm relying on the commentator's yes, tone to change to yeah. get back into the room. So I can't have a flat tone of a commentator, <laughs> you know. Now, I personally love the colour that a voice adds. But you were saying, Johnny, that it was up to you. You'd have no commentary for certain games. Yeah, do you remember, was it like initially the red button, you could do that. You could, um, this is going back a long time now, where you could just um, make it as the most as live experience, where like you get the noise of the crowd, which would, last night would have been perfect for that. Now, on the other hand, I'm like you call them, like I, my attention span is getting worse and worse and worse and worse. So I'm like probably on my phone or on, on something else. Yeah. So I do need like to be kind of brought back into it. But commentators, um, there's so much football on TV now as well that a lot of it does feel almost a little bit contrived in terms of their interest in the game. Um, do and I don't want them necessarily to tell me how the game is going. That That's for me to judge, like, if, you know, if that makes sense. But do you not get little tidbits of um, information from a co-commentator, a, prim- a former footballer or a manager who has more insight granted than any of us in this room? Who He can- may not have. Well, he may, he but, may be absolutely yeah. useless. But more experience in... Or, yeah, and he, he, may be on, he may be on RT for like the last 15, 20 years and still hasn't been told how to pronounce grammar properly. Well, that's, that's, like, a, I mean, like, that's an issue, yeah. Just yeah. because you may have like 100 international caps or whatever it is, just, can you not tell this person it's not like have went, it's have gone? Do you know what I mean? So get the grammar right. I mean, it's it, time and time again. That would annoy me now. Yeah, yeah. No, look, I, I get what you're saying and I, I, I think... Um, he's done well there, like, and you, you have all these like constants, constants, like, and it's cliches like, as well, like, cliches, and it's like, well, I yeah, but know. can you imagine that the never-ending internal debate that the commentators and co-commentators have for every match is like, when should I speak here? Should I speak here? Should I leave this go? What, yeah. What's the best thing to do here? So you're making those decisions a hundred times a game, right? And mm. for the co-commentator especially, when do I come in here? So they're waiting for the cue of the commentator. I mean, really, we should have be Nathan Murphy in here telling us exactly how to do it. But, like, do you know, I'd be partial to a bit of Nathan commentary because I think, I think he really adds to that's it. on like, the radio, though. Yeah, I know, but it's so the that, same. It's the same topic. Like, no, I mean, like because on the radio you're describing it. On the on the TV, I can see I can see pretty much everything here. No, you, but I think if really, Nathan was a lot on of TV, time you're not adding anything to me. You're telling me like stuff that I already know. I don't really, I don't really want to hear you. So you're talking for ninety minutes. Like Stephen Doyle made the point with us yesterday. He was a commentator with, with ourselves and off the ball, uh, Premier League commentator. He was making the point that there are people at home, elderly people or people who have no conversation at all during the week, and for mm. them, like that commentator, commentator mm. is literally in their homes. It's company. Um, yeah. It's company. Yeah. And yeah. like even Kathy like McAmey, yeah. our producer Kathy McAmey, one of our, one of our producers, is is uh, pointing out here. This isn't the first time Lou has written about this. Wrote about it like a year ago too, and broke down the amount of time the commentators now talk compared to before. Mm. Got himself in a lot of trouble then too. So clearly, something he really feels to wait in on again, like. He, he, look, he's got he's got what he wanted. We're all talking about it. We've clicked into his article, so clearly. No, I I believe that he believes this. Like Kathleen's pointed out, this isn't the first time he said it, and I really really love Jonathan Lewis' writing. I think he's I think he's a really imaginative journalist. So yeah. I I believe him that this is what he thinks, and I think it's an interesting topic. I think it's worth bringing up I because think, I think it's it, wh- it's polarizing, completely polarizing what people think about commentators, yeah. and it always goes down to examples. But generally, you're going to hear, I hate so and so. Yeah, because they ruined the game for me. Yeah, I would not be on that, that line at all. That, uh, that's fair enough. Like, every, like I'm sure not everyone's a fan of us. Like, you know, and I've, yeah. I've no issue with that. But Whoa. like, in fairness, to, in, oh, well, fairness to Bruce Millington in the race post, he's been banging this drum for a lot longer than that, and um, he's been right most in the race post for I'd say the goal to ten years. And absolutely, if there are two goals in a game and the goal takes like whatever a mini second each, do I need you to tell me stuff with the other lad or lady for ninety minutes? No. Mm. But what do you want? To, what, what are you expecting from your? Uh, what's your? It's, I'm not blaming the commentators. I don't. I prefer to turn it off much of the time. 
Okay. Like, yeah. I, I understand how you know commentators can be polarizing. Like, I, I can't stand Martin Tyler as a commentator, for example. No, I, I, he's I think gone. He's, he's gone. He's, yeah. he's gone comfortable in himself. Where he's yeah. like, I'm and, a legend and, now. I can. I, I, and that befalls a lot of people, especially like watching Liverpool games. Like, and I'm not even a Liverpool fan, but there, there are times when Liverpool score a goal, a fairly big goal, and you're like. You'd swear mm. they just won a corner, maybe. Yeah. In terms of the intonation of his voice, he just gives it nothing. He doesn't give it what he used to give. Mm. Um, Long live Peter Brackley. Like. Excuse my grammar there. Oh, the Peter off. Brackley just mm. instantly brought back to the 90s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Football Italia. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, it, oh, it's incredible. Beautiful. Channel 4. Um, but what I don't understand, and it seems to me that this has only emerged in the last decade or so, maybe even half decade, is the hatred that Martin Tyler receives. I'm firmly on Camp Tyler. Are you? Yeah, and even Emma even beforehand today. was saying yeah, Emma was saying, you know, like I, I might be uh, misrepresenting Emma here, and she'll tell me if I am, but I think she said that she's not a big fan of Tyler's, and I've heard that from loads of people. No, I can't, I can't listen to him anymore. So, no they're also, so you're another one? Yeah, I can't listen to that. But what's wrong with Tyler? I, he's he lost, hasn't he's changed. lost the enthusiasm yeah, exactly. for Exactly, at his age of like 30 odd years of Premier League. Which God, I, I'd, have, I'd have lost enthusiasm 100%. Mm. Like, and there's so much football on now. There's so much money in the game. The atmosphere is not as good at all at a lot of these games. You're doing so much of it. Of course you're going to lose interest. Yeah. Well, hold on, paid have me. we just decided that he's lost interest? Ah, I, I know, he, if you listen to him from the 90s or the noughties to now. He was different then. He was but he just sounded, he young, he sounded we younger. No, no, he sounded more enthusiastic. It sounded like he was enjoying well, being there more. I think he's his friend, personally, because I think that guy brought the best out of him. Consistent, controversial. P- Peter Drury has been consistent f- uh, forever and always. Clive Tilsley, and I'm biased. I love Clive, Clive Tilsley. I've met the man. What about George gentleman. Hamilton? Um, how, George is great. Like George, obviously, of Italian ninety, and George of now are possibly different as well. Yeah, that's why like, it's so look, subjective. This thing. But, jo- yeah, George, but, but I think George, George of now is is not at a title. Like I still enjoy listening to George, whereas Martin, I don't enjoy listening to Martin. Yeah, I I don't I actually quite like George Hamilton, but the th- the bugbear in our house was that in Ireland games that were so tense during the nineties, and George would be like writing the result with five minutes to go, and my owl would be like, "It's not over yet; they could still score." It's yeah, like it's one yeah. nil, and often then there would be like an equaliser. <laughs> but once I got over my father's bias against him, George Hamilton, he's, uh, the Hamilton scores as well. He's a man of the arts. Like, class, oh yeah, you know? yeah, I and like he's just a really nice guy, yeah, and he's again funny. he's getting on, and he's he doesn't sound like he's lost. No, so he, he has passion for it definitely. Like I watched. Oh. Um, uh, the 21s played the same night as uh, Ireland played Scotland there a few weeks mm. ago and he was doing that and like like you say it, he might as well have been commentating in Italian 90 like you know he treats every yeah. game like it's the most important which is fantastic that's exactly what you want um, but like <laughs> going back to Tyler right I have to say on Tyler here sorry because I don't understand the abuse he gets you see for me I associate his voice from back in the day hearing him on Sky and we never had Sky growing up so I I associate him with this this pining. Uh, so I want subscribe. I want to subscribe to the tighter voice, he and I couldn't. Used to go. We'll be back after this, and it's live. Yeah. And now he's like, and it's live. Yeah, because <laughs> no, to no he way. He doesn't no. care anymore. It's not that. He doesn't it's care. It's not that. It's not that. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's live. so he he so he was told he doesn't sigh afterwards. Like oh, it's oh, live. Like, oh, do I have no, no. Here? What happened there was he did it organically for a few times, and yeah, everyone and was like, oh, that's 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 the yeah. tighter. Thing. The so games. then it became contrived yeah. and then he did it and then he got so much abuse for making it contrived he was like well I'm going to say it because it's a cue for the ad but I'm not going to be as faux passionate about it because I'm getting abuse for being passionate so I think Tyler, the Tyler corner he's in now he's in a difficult place he, he can't do any right for a lot of people like the only thing that would make people happy about Martin Tyler is if he stops commentating and I don't think he's there yet Martin Tyler I think could, he's the he, he couldn't lace Tilsley's boots 
Uh, and like Tilsley's never lost. This is so. This is like. He's never lost. This is like. This is like pub talk. Like he could have laid Tilsley's. Like they're just two commentators. Like the irony of it is, I've done cold commentary on Goalie Bay FM, but you do it in an enjoyable way. Absolutely love it. You'd be asking for lifts, lifts home, and all in the middle of commentary. So like, there's a bit of crack out of your commentary. But but fly on Sky. I've done with Oshin Langan a little bit. Sort of was that during COVID maybe in the recent years anyway and I absolutely love it but if I were on the radio a load of people wouldn't wouldn't like listening to me at all as is the case anyway so you're like well fair enough I get it like, it's just so it's not for me some of these people and I, I it's subjective it is subje- like- and a lot of the time I prefer going to a game I, I don't want oh, any I get that. at the game and I can scan what's going on and last night was one of the times where you feel like god I wish I was at that game that after is amazing right. and I don't need the commentator Des Scal. Uh, like when you listen to it, to a, oh, uh, he's retired now, isn't he? But I mean, when you, yeah. when you listen to a race with him, it's just iconic. Yeah, uh, Murray Walker, Formula One, um, Bill McLaren. Like there are just there are people who are Barry Davis. Barry Davis is like, my favourite. Yeah. Would you see Des's commentary then? Like, would be completely different to the British commentators. And a lot of people would say Des wasn't like he wasn't being descriptive enough about what was going on. And I've had this conversation with Des. Like, well, I don't want um, I I want to describe like as I see it, but I don't want to be making an editorial judgment on the race. Yeah. Whereas in Britain, what you get is a three horse terrible race on a Monday, and they're making it sound like the Gold Cup. I'm like, well, you have to have some context here. Like, don't yeah, get excited fair. about a, a, a race that's worth two. And a half grand with three bad horses. Oh, but if they don't get excited, then they're accused of uh, Tyler's lack of you passion. Need con- you well, need, well yeah. you need context, though, as well. You need th- what level am I at here? There is a there's a compilation. I don't know if it was on TikTok or if it was on YouTube, but someone has done a compilation of of Tyler in the last twelve months of right. fairly big goals, and most of them were Liverpool goals, and just the general ambivalence towards mm. the, the ball hitting the back of the net. It's almost like I don't know if VAR has inhibited him in his commentary. Is he waiting for the goal to be scratched off so he's not giving it loads? But no, do you know what it is? That's an excuse. He, he's often commentating with Gary Neville and our Jamie Carragher, well, and I think he's letting them. He's he's kind of letting them do a lot of the talking now because Gary Neville never stops talking on commentary, and same with Jamie, right? Yeah. So he's kind of stepping back a bit. But you know, I have, in the live notes here, someone's put it in in our own team. Gone are the days of Aguero. Yeah, right. That's gone. But but he can't force it. Maybe he's just not that excited about football anymore. Exactly. But so then, but the job is someone who is. But hold on. But I still don't think he lacks passion for the game. I think he's longing for those Aguero moments and he's getting through all these games I know. and he's actually doing exactly what Johnny said which is why can't uh, commentators like in the racing the three English commentators put it into context and I actually think he's very good at putting games into context I think he's lost interest I don't think he has I think he has and I think and if he I, lost I, interest he'd be gone. I, think, I think he'd walk away but sure, was he not was he not kind of like on the way out a few years ago but there was a clamour to get him back am I wrong I'm well, sorry I, 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 don't, I, I don't want this to come across as ageist I, I, I don't care what age Martin Tyler is if Martin Tyler is is 110 and he still has the th- same enthusiasm as he, as he always did I'm all for it, it he just doesn't I mean he just doesn't he, he, he seems does, like does he's, so. he do, he, he's he's matured into the grandfatherly type commentator for me look I love his because vo- I associate his voice with something that I always wanted I can never get and now I have him and I'm happy with him but Michal O'Hare always had enthusiasm right yeah. until the end it forget it games and mm-hmm. Martin Tyler doesn't have that I, I feel. I, I mean, think he does. My, 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 me and my brother have been watching games at, at home, before, and, and, and like I've done that. What you're saying, Colm I've gone out to the kitchen and waiting for the intonation to draw, draw me back in. Not a big Martin at the I'll, I'll come back in, and there has been a goal, and I'm like, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, 
there was a goal. But oh, I'd, I'd be very sad. I'd be very angry about that now. But I was his like, voice commentator didn't... contract that we actually signed together. Yeah, on co- you're supposed to tell me when to come back into the room. <laughs> a number we of times. Do, we should do Gaelic commentators tomorrow because that that's another yeah, yeah. very very well, divisive. What's some of the YouTube that, comments? Yeah, yeah in. great. Some great comments coming in here. Like Danny Mac, different class, repeat three times. Job done, Jimmy McGee. Jimmy that's, McGee. that's incredible. I, I, uh, that's Maradona's goal, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, he was one of the interviews I did uh, in college. I sat with Jimmy McGee for two hours one time in the students' union bar for use in UCD, and I mean the man is he. He talked about even in the Cooley Mountains when he was younger, running around fields, mm. protect, like fake commentating on games involving himself, kicking the ball to mm. himself. Yeah, yeah. Like born to be a commentator, mm. but had enthusiasm right the way up. Whether whether it was Olympic games, whether it was Gaelic football, whether it was Maradona in '86, he just always had enthusiasm. So mm. I think that's the number one prerequisite to be a commentator is be fucking enthusiastic about the thing I'm still in my 30s and I struggle to get motivated by the 12-15 or the early game on a Saturday much of the time and yeah. I'm like oh another and, uh, but if it's a good commentator on you would be like alright yeah, yeah I'm into it <sighs> this, this a lot Peter Drury by the way he's oh. not on our, on our TV screens enough because he's, he's I don't know if he's on B in sports or the American channels whatever he is Jim Beglin's another one Tony um, Goble Bring these back. lads are just what, what do you want for a 12.30pm commentator do I actually want, don't want a game at that do, time do you want, the well, that's place, the other yeah. thing is the uh, but it, I'm, I'm, not, I'm saying I'm, I'm not blaming the, the commentator it's hard to motivate yourself I get, I get it and it, then, if, then if it's not in your heart it's contrived and then how do you find the balance and I think Big Martin hasn't people aren't stupid well, you can well, tell I, when it's contrived I think okay, that's a good point right? so then if you're struggling with the motivational aspect of it then I think you become informative and go probably stats heavy and I think then you're providing you're providing a service to the viewer like the only the only commentator I dislike is saying exactly like you were saying earlier is literally saying exactly what I'm seeing already. Mm. I have no interest in that. But I find it's honestly that's why it's subjective. So it's all about the voice. So what more can a commentator really do other than kind of telling you what's happening and then throwing over to the analyst next to them? That's really the commentator's job. Like yeah, um, Connor McNamara too on BBC. I enjoy Dave McIntyre. I think and someone has commented on that it's spinning it's spinning moment for the Johnny Sexton drop goal against France. Like yeah, the, yeah. those moments are brilliant. Dave's brilliant. Um, I just I don't know the commentary has maybe become a bit diluted and, and so a sport there's too much sport like there's so much sport <laughs> you, it's love, going, you it's going love to be, saying that I know we're, but there is like it's, it's never going to stop though that's not we're not it's, it's, the like, the, it's like the internet less was more when you didn't like, have Sky like yeah. th- that was because it wasn't we're never going back there it's no, not going to happen not. Like, that's not going to happen again there's a lot of love for Peter Drury in the comments as well was it was it Peter Drury when Ronaldo returned to United for the Newcastle game his first game back did the whole him? spiel for the two minutes before the game and some people are like oh it's fake it's planned it's pre pre. Yeah, I don't mind that it's brilliant it's yeah, rare yeah, as well if like, it's yeah, good yeah. I don't mind it Martin um, Morrissey likes one of them now before a fine land our own Tommy yeah. Walsh mm. yeah Tommy Walsh yeah. Uh, Irish eyes here in the comments are saying this is getting like an episode of slight tangent and it is because this actually we could talk about this all day long we could. but Shane speaking of different class here we go uh, you played football with Jermaine Genus last week. <laughs> we didn't, that, was the, that was the segue. It took 20 minutes. Segue, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for you to get there. Jesus Christ. Now, oh, Jermaine Genus. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No biggie. No biggie. I came back there. was away for the weekend. Came back yesterday. Shane was like, oh, how was JJ? And he was like, oh, yeah, it's very good. I was like, what's his touch like? Like, what's he like? I'm fascinated by this now. And Shane was like, oh, no, he's like very, very good, very neat and tidy, lacks fitness. And then we, we talked about that for a few minutes. And then Shane just threw it in there, buried the lead, being like, and I scored as well. Did, so, yeah. Shane, can you talk us through the It goal? was a good game. It was a seven aside in the rooftop. Oh, talk us through the goal, through a commentary. Yeah, we want the goal. Who your commentary? Well, give, give us the commentary. I can't. I can't. You, yeah, you were interviewing Jermaine Genius. Because I'd be biased. I'd talk about the finish being the best finish you've ever seen because I finished it. Uh, yeah, it was played down the left, left footed, bottom right corner. I have to say it was a tidy finish who passed you the ball uh, JJ um, assist assisted no he, 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 he like he, he was good uh, he didn't score 
Now it was a three all. I think it was a three all draw. It finished. He didn't score, but um, he was good quality in terms of his pass and his technical touch. You, could t- you can tell when he's, that he's a top level footballer. What or was a top level footballer? Now he says he hasn't been playing the last seven eight years. Hasn't been playing much football in terms of five side. Well, he's avoided. Have to throw that caveat out there, like where all yeah. I, mean, I haven't been. Just but in case I'm like a little bit crap here. But he's even avoided. <laughs> yeah. like, even the charity games, you know, the, the level side yeah. matches. He's avoided all of that. Now he's in great shape. He's obviously he is. G- yeah. He's doing gym work and stuff. Yeah, it's the same with Rio Ferdinand. Yeah. Where they were both very slight when they. Played. And he's got both, bigger muscles yeah, now than he ever did it when he was. A I give footballer. out about him as a co-commentator only about two, three months ago. Yeah, well, the night before he was, he was on co-coms. Uh, the night before I was with him, he was co-coms for the Spurs game, the VAR. Mm. Two and a half minute goal, and he was going on about the, the goal shouldn't have been disallowed. And it's stuff. he's a good lad, nice lad. Yeah, nice lad, Jermaine. What did he make um, of you? I thought it was a legend. Mm. I was asking him in the interview. You know, who's the best midfielder you've ever played with, apart from myself, obviously. Yeah. He was full of now. Luka Modric, I think he, he yeah. named as the best midfielder he's played with, but full of praise for Robbie Keane in terms wow. of a, yeah. a, a player. Oh, says yeah. he's the most intelligent footballer he ever played with. Wow! Um, just could read each other. Telepathic kind of, and he, you'll know from watching that Spurs team and highlights of in the back, like Jimmy Genius often set up Keane and mm. vice versa. And uh, there was just something. Even Berbatov as well was involved. Oh. And I mean, Berbatov yeah. Keane up front was just remarkable. Yeah. Uh, and that Tottenham team was was something else. But I, I like Genius, and, and he spoke very honestly about was it the Capello days. He only has nineteen England caps, I think, which mm. is a regret for him. Um, you know, he was in the form of his life around the you know 07, 08 and he feels like he didn't maybe get the, the chances he deserved with England He's an interesting um, player I always thought uh, Genius is on the cusp of being a very good player yeah. and just never quite got there he had great moments I remember in Nottingham Forest he was one of like, the hot prospects in English football yeah. and then for Newcastle he scored that great goal against Manchester United at St James's Park but United won that game 6-2 but, and, then, and he scored the goal right this is 2003 and it was an absolute thunderbolt from about 30 yards out. How would Tyler, and who was how would Tyler have described it? Who was, it was Tyler. Oh, great and do you know what he said? Do you know what he said? Jermaine uh, Genus. Genus by name, genus by nature. Oh, after he scored that goal. Now that is Dad class. jokes. And Dad also jokes around that what time... What was the goal like again? Like it was a oh, long range. Like on the half volley and it, it was rising, rising, rising oh, top okay, corner. Yeah. Barthez. The great thing about Barthez was he conceded a lot of goals but he made every goal look great because he'd really dive for him. He'd it's really, like really a conversation. I was gone from like Genus to Barthez. No, but like, that's important. Just the, this is Tyler. <laughs> and also around the same time England played Japan in a friendly Tyler was commentating when Sky Sports used to have their friendlies and Shinji Ono scored for Japan Mm. he said oh no for Japan oh no for England oh that's pretty I'll take that one you know Johnny's got so I'm going to get look there's a lot in the Tyler cabinet that he just um, he stores away for a rainy day Genius is one of these obviously he's he's doing magazine type shows as well he's done done the one show and you know he's interviewing Tom Hanks and Jennifer Aniston week in week out and these people as well so he's uh, he loves the media uh, and loves getting himself out there but he's I know like he spoke very warmly as well about Bobby Robson and the impact he had Mm. very good on the Kieran Dyer Lee Bowyer Fraca, that mm. he was, I think he was, he was just taken off Genus for Newcastle that day, and he was, he said he was shocked because himself, uh, Bowyer, Dyer, Jonathan Woodgate, and someone else, the lads, were used to sit in a group uh, for breakfast, a training every single mm. morning, and like they were the best of mates, Bowyer and Dyer, and just apparently came out of the the blue this brawl. Right. Um, but it's a good insight, uh, and he's a Nottingham Forest fan. Like All right, not yeah, a boy yeah. originally. So Roy Keane, he spoke about trying to face off Roy Keane when he was nineteen or twenty, first coming into the Premier League, and Keane kind of just uh, they hit each other hard in a tackle, and Genius tried to say something to him, and he said Keane just looked at him and smirked as if to say, "Kid, I've I've been there, done that. I've had this people trying this with me a lot over yeah. the years, so you're not going to intimidate me." Um, this interview is available. 
It's available wherever you get your podcasts. OTV football uh, stream. So uh, yeah, we, we played it out on Saturday's show, but uh, nah, he was really good. I have to say, Jermaine Genius. So let us know in the comments. We did this on Saturday as well. Who's the best footballer you've ever played five or seven aside with? Does it have to be famous? Well, no. pre- preferably a. F- well, no, it doesn't have to be. Because f- there's a guy I'm thinking of. Does, yeah. Famous. yeah, that's that's fine. Like. Well, that's grand, but preferably, you know, even if it's an actor or a, or a singer or a comedian. Yeah. Do you just want to name all the people you played football? No, I, I, my list is is pretty poor. I played played against Glenn Crow. I was saying on Saturday, yeah. and he was a burly, like just ran into a brick wall when you hit into Glenn Crow. Um, but people, some of the people on Saturday in the text had had great ones. Oh, really? Playing yeah. with like former league Ireland players and yeah, yeah. Premier League players. Bolo's ending yeah. on holidays, just bumping oh, into class, Tenerife or something. That's <laughs> class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing with Zendin. Well, uh, sure, I grew up in Mitre, so I played at Mitre a lot. Did you? But Mitre didn't stand out that much when we were younger. Like he just right. got better and better as he went as he got older. And then great he, example, like mid mid to late teens, then he obviously he became unbelievable. It's funny. Uh, yeah, he was always a great athlete, but he he'd been managed to hurling too, so he was doing loads of different sports. Mm, yeah. And then I played against uh, Kevin Long, Munster Senior League. Yeah, yeah he stood out. And, oh my God. Well, everyone kind of knew he, like, he was about 17 at the time. And I was playing left wing and he was centre half. But he was left sided centre half, so I didn't really have much interaction with him. But like you were trying to keep the ball away from him, definitely. I was out in fancy taking yeah. the man. Like, it's te- he, he technically was, good, these footballers are, aren't they? Oh. He was, uh, do you know what it was? His anticipation. Mm. Right. So he didn't actually do very much, but the reason he didn't do very much is he saw everything coming. Yeah. yeah. Could read the game. Yeah. That was the thing about Genus uh, last week as well. He was kind of. You know, doing the whole scanning over the shoulder, and you, you just knew where everyone was on the pitch, and he'd be passing you the ball without looking. Uh, he just knew where yeah. you were, kind of thing. Uh, which seems like an obvious thing, but I mean, for a Premier League footballer. But I mean, when you're playing against normal people, normal people, then it becomes quite obvious mm. that you know he's fully aware of where everyone is on this pitch. Nothing normal about Shane Hannon. Nothing normal, yeah. and he scored the goal. So thank you for bringing that up, Colin. Much I just wanted to hear more about it I'm very but, interested in it did he call you Shane or was it like here pass pass well pass? I went up to him at the start and I said look uh, we were all introduced like the seven of us on our team were kind of clapping hands and trying to learn names and, and uh, I very f- very funnily went up to him and said oh, Jermaine is it <laughs> that's good everyone that's on the front team laughed and thought it was very funny he goes you can actually call me J- you can call me JJ. JJ if you want and I thought that was this is great this so is the whole game I'm there JJ JJ I, I even shortened it to J at one point. I was like, yeah, "Am I going yeah. this close now?" Uh, so yeah, we were. We were we you were should have ended up like Son at the end of the game, like just passing over here, Son. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, I scored and he didn't. So there'll be a it. Phoenix from the Flames, like re- you know, recreation of this at some stage. There'll have to be the Boozer or on the show. Yeah, so, like, it was a le- it was a left footed low finish into the corner. Yeah, left footed low corner. Right. I can far almost far see it. Keeper dived. Keeper dived. It went exactly where you wanted to go. It all perfect. I can almost see it. But keeper wearing gloves. He was wearing gloves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stayed in goal. Oh, he was a six foot three oh, tattooed I'm burly keeper. In, uh, you start in goal, and the guy just wanted to go out. Like so, he did that thing. We turned no, the body away. Proper, and it's, oh, proper no, proper goalkeepers. Who's next? <laughs> no, I have to say it was. I landed. And I was. I was thinking. Oh, this is going to be a media day, so it's all media. But um, I was the only person there to interview Jermaine. The rest were all. The lads were all models or Instagram, social media influencers. influencers yeah. So they were oh, just this group of very handsome. Fellas mm. and myself just playing playing football on a rooftop in London. So uh, what yeah, a what a day! What a day! A lot of the great, isn't it? Your legs turned out really well. It's it's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. highlight off Mailhouse. Proper highlight. We've got some of the comments in on the YouTube stream as well. Lads on the the commentary. Um, Nathan Murphy, probably one of the best, says Shifty Lad. That's ah, we'd be biased in this. Yeah, no, always knows what to say. Yeah, uh, gone are the days of Guerrero. Anna, only the biggest goal in the history of the Premier League. Yeah, but th- those days of Tyler commentary are gone. No, I think Brian makes a good point. As in, as in, we can never have that moment well, again. Well, no, Brian's saying that the example of Aguero is like that's an outlier in every commentator's life. Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. you're no, going to have no that. Accent I haven't mentioned. Sorry, 
and I've played Astro with him, and this doesn't surprise me because he was he's a very good player. Des Curran is very very good, and he really knows the game. You can right. just tell he he sees when a good pass is or wasn't made. He'd be like, oh, and but without imposing himself on you, he's definitely one of my uh, favorites. When he and Pat Finlan are doing co commentary, I'm like, one hundred percent, I want to listen to both of you. He would yeah, com- yeah. he would comment on the pass. Yeah, he can just see a game like he was a good footballer. Oh, sorry, are you on about commentary now? Or are you on about five aside? No, he wouldn't comment on passing five aside. Yeah. No, when he's commentating, ooh, great ball, Des. Like, <laughs> he did that. Connor Morris is a very good player as well. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never played with. I think I don't think don't think I've played with Connor, but mm. I've heard different stories of him being a yeah a tidy footballer. Both, both very good players. But no, Des would comment on when he's commentating on a game as opposed to like playing game Astro, like you know, and having a running commentary. Which again, I can relate to some players who do that as well. They like yeah. comment on their own passes and so on. Like, hundred percent. Someone um, says in the comments, Marty Whelan, you're vision that's passion yeah um, there's a great video on, on YouTube as well of Snoop Dogg and Kevin Hart commentate, <sighs> commentating on um, show jumping is it show jumping no what's the one with the, the horses dancing the horses dancing you know the horses dance you in Amsterdam are you <laughs> <laughs> how is Amsterdam <laughs> that note uh, no but, but Dressage, sorry, dressage. Joe, thank you. Dressage. dressage. They're comment they're commentating on a on a bit of dressage with no experience of it whatsoever and it's it's brilliant. It's hilarious, as you can imagine. But things like that of uh, commentary of a sport that you don't uh follow, but by watching it. Like in Snooker, for example, John Virgo is I mean, he's top notch. And then you get ex players like Stephen Hendry really who adds a lot to it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that, yeah. Um, Joy and Doe. Ah, uh, Joey and Doe. Yeah, he's yeah. incredible. Yeah, his, yeah. Passion, no, his passion is uh, untouched. He's, uh, he's a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone else, get, uh, Mike Breen on YouTube, anyone else get a buzz from saying something about the match before the commentator says it? I remember when I was a kid, that 99 Champions League final, my dad, yes. w- one nil down, saying, don't worry, Shane, United always score. Two seconds later, Tilsley, can Manchester United score? They oh, always man. score. That's Just, I, I thought my dad was... Galway man. God. Yeah. Galway man, of course. Yeah. So he, yeah, Billy Boog would take great pride in uh, getting there first. <laughs> and, like, sure, I could do that. Yeah, 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 you have to get it right. OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember. Effortless shave, magnificent mode.